Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. It's the middle of the night. It's like 3.40 in the morning. And I was sleeping really nicely. And then I woke up and I just... My brain just starts to like... Go do what it does. <laughs> um, so yesterday I got a phone call wasn't exactly completely out of out of left field um but so i i had gotten the phone call i think i told you all about this in my last podcast um about this job and yesterday i got a follow up when i went in to because they wanted me to actually fill out an application for this, uh, for the agency that I would be working for. So when I went in, I noticed that there were multiple positions in multiple places. And so I actually applied for a place that was closer to where I wanted to be than, than where I th- thought, think that I want to be. So I, I have an interview. I actually have an interview in a couple of days and I'm very excited about it. I ask her a ton of questions. There's a couple of um, questions that I didn't ask her. Um, like I, I need to find out about this, this um, expectation of this vaccine. Uh, and I, I don't even know exactly what I would do uh, if I were, if it was between the job and the vaccine, I'm not sure what I would do. Um, and then I also, I also, um, started looking for places. So I, I go on all of these websites and tomorrow I actually have a virtual tour of, (laughs) a really, really neat place. Um, that would be downtown and the place that I'm, that they are interviewing me. Uh, so it would be like a, um, like a little studio or in the upstairs, uh, above like shops. I'm like, I just, I really honestly can't make this up. I remember, um, I had actually gone to Vancouver, Canada years ago skiing. <laughs> My life has just been so interesting. I don't just, you know, go to some normal place to ski for the first time when you're when I was like older. Um I I just seem to like do everything big like I don't know it's really strange how things like come to me but anyway I skied for the first time in Vancouver Canada I mean Whistler I went to Whistler um we had to we had to actually drive through Vancouver Canada to get to Whistler so um so and I really fell in love with Vancouver. I I just, I I thought it was like one of the most amazing places I'd ever been. I had been to a few places in the world. 
and I always had this dream of living in a high-rise. I didn't think I would stay there very long, but I just wanted to <laughs> experience, you know, um, living like in a city like that, like up, you know, and, um, and, <laughs> and then like fast forward about three years ago, I had this distinct vision, it, but it wasn't in, in the state that I'm, that I meant that I'm considering moving. It was in uh, Colorado I had this this vision that I was living in this it was a studio above shops it was a it was a distinct um vision and i was I was doing something really creative and I was living on my own it was it was a really weird very colorful vision and usually my visions happen um so this would just be really odd to have this experience and I was I was I was just sort of excited I was really excited like I wasn't nearly as excited about you know not entirely sure where it would be as I was having a better idea of where I would might be living <laughs> <laughs> and then I also like um looked into like renting a room for a period of time because I I really don't know. I don't know the place at all. I've never been there. I you know, I feel like I might need a little bit of time to just kind of go and, you know, maybe 6 months uh go and maybe rent a room and and kind of test the place out before I just jump into anything um the position itself is is fairly exciting I would be working with um teen teen teenagers well people between the age of zero to 21 they said and so I think I would have children of all different ages and it's and it's a really um pretty um it's a pretty holistic approach like you know you're really involved in the school and you're involved in the family and and I'm actually wondering what their statistics are right now what I'm doing is fairly similar but it's it's really a very punitive model so I I work and it's punitive it's it's not therapeutic I'm like a therapist in a punitive system and it's been quite quite challenging <laughs> um you know because they view me as uh especially in the beginning I think it might get better but sort of like this drill sergeant <laughs> and I'm not but um anyway so I was I was so incredibly excited last night and then tonight I'm like thinking about everything and like what I would pack and um, what I'm going to need because, and then I, and then this is just so, this is just so bizarre, but it's, it's, I really want to talk about this. So yesterday I had also popped over to Trader Joe's to get 
my food, my food, because we didn't have very much food in the house. And I, I was talking to this um, gentleman that I've known for years. He actually lives in the same neighborhood that I do. Um, I don't know if he realizes that I do, but it doesn't even matter. And we were talking about the mask mandate. Um, we were talking about the masks and, and all of this stuff. And, and, and he was still having to wear a mask, even though they've gotten rid of all the stuff on the floor, you know, keeping people apart and, there aren't people standing outside anymore to, um, you know, cleaning carts. You know, it's it's just re- things have really changed. Is what I'm trying to say. And um, and then he he's kind of talking. He's I'm not, and it doesn't even matter. But he he was saying that this the this pandemic or seeming pandemic has really, like he said, actually literally taken the mask off people. Because during this time, you kind of learned about people based on their reaction to this thing. And it really was just, I mean, there was all, all shades of gray, gray in between, but it was really, if you, like a lot of people were in a certain camp. So you had the ones who like refused to wear a mask because they, um, it's their God given right to not wear a mask and were really blatant and sort of in your face about it. And then you had the opposite that's like, wouldn't even leave the house because they were scared and it didn't even shop. I mean, these are a little bit the extremes, but and then there was every shade in between, you know, and I, and we were talking, he was talking a little bit about, um, I mean, it wasn't even necessarily political, but I found myself in a really weird space with that all. I mean, I really did. I've, I've talked about this, like, I've done a lot of podcasting about this. But something that he said at the at the very, very end of his of what he was saying was um, what he would <laughs> and I'm having this memory. I'm sorry, I will get back to what what he said. But I was remembering that he one time when he had checked out my groceries before, he said that the color of the egg does not matter. He, he was making this comment that like the egg is the egg it doesn't matter the color of the egg and I and I remember having this this like reaction to that like of it sort of does matter like when I when I get my farm fresh eggs when you look at the the eggs they are all different colors every single egg is a different color so it's really weird to me to like open an egg carton and have all of the eggs be like either white or have all of the eggs be like the same shade of brown. There's something up with that. 
and 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 I really believe that the nutritional quality of these eggs is different. Like my farm fresh eggs are a whole lot more healthy than these store-bought eggs. And there's nothing that anybody's ever going to say that's going to change my mind on it. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going off on my tangent. But so this is a person that has said things in the past that I haven't necessarily aligned with. But um, anyway, and then he said <clears throat> very pointedly, well, when the power grid goes off, then you're going to know that it's really happened. And and I sort of knew what he was talking about, but I, and then I said to him, I said, well, I'm going to hope not to create something by my attention to it. And then he said, well, I understand that, but you want to be a good, like, girl scout or something, or boy scout, or like he, he was like, like be, basically being prepared. being prepared for what some theorists believe is basically sort of this Armageddon that we aren't going to have power and, and it's going to be a disaster. And so, <laughs> and so I, I'm, <laughs> And it's interesting, I think my son had said something to me about this recently, too, that there's going to be this powder outage that's going to last for an extended period of time until we figure something out. It's going to be sort of like this reset, I mean, like literal reset, and we're just going to be going in a completely different direction. You know, but how do we, how do we actually survive without electricity? the way that we have it, you know, I mean, I mean, the obvious thing would be solar and it would be really made possibly smart to get out ahead of it and have, you know, solar panels just in case of an emergency. And, and so... <laughs> I've seen some of these because uh, I watch way too much TikTok. Um, some of my TikTok people that I follow and them showing they have these like portable solar panels that they can run their their um, it's like a power source for them. And I know I mean a, a RV is a lot smaller than you know a home but it actually is better than nothing. And you can conceivably maybe run one appliance at a time. You know, and I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, and so I'm laying here and I'm, you know, sort of in and out of sleep and daydreaming about this move. And then I, I get, and then that creeps in that creeps in okay well what if the power grid goes off 
either either where I'm at now or there and like and then I'm separated from my children and I was just like you know oh my god and then I got to thinking about of all things Texas because Texas is actually kind of a mess right now they it's just like the wild west for damn sure. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on in Texas, but, um, but their, their power grid, I don't know if y'all remember, but not that long ago, they had the weirdest supposed snowstorm. And, and there was massive flooding. And, and ice and snow and and like and all these homes were destroyed and I'm just like what actually was that I mean honestly like what was that you know and it occurred to me you know like there's some people that believe that our weather is created that the government does something that seeds the clouds and then cloud seeding or something and we have rain. And and it had occurred to me that, I don't know, the government was mad at Texas and so they just slammed them with this <laughs> massive s- snowstorm. Just the weirdest thing, wasn't it? But... The worst part about that was that the power grid was down and it was really like cold and um and some people were getting power for part of the time and it, and, and what I heard was is that the more affluent neighborhoods didn't even lose power and then the poorer neighborhoods or the you know your average neighbor did and then when you did get power they were charging exorbitant amounts of money like some people were like I think I heard something upwards of like six thousand dollars for your energy bill so they were just gouging customers for this energy and it was all their fault honestly they were hugely negligent and and all these people were without power and it was a disaster. Um, <laughs> and so, and so I'm like, all these things that I think about, is just crazy. So I had shared about how Arizona, I live in Arizona and Arizona, like not close, close to me, but close enough to me for me to be able to see this plumes of smoke. Um, there were fires. There were fires in Arizona recently. And I really like set this attention for rain. Intention, I mean. I really, really set this intention for rain. And it was just astounding to me that yesterday it rained. And I had heard this, that it like, like did a complete downpour on some of them that were in these creek areas around Camp Verde. (laughs) 
It's like, did I have something to do with that? <laughs> I mean, was it a collective thing? You know? It's just, it's like, it's like, it's like, I, I, I like to think that we are so incredibly powerful and like, like, am I? And I say I with kind of a little I, like I understand, I have this understanding that it's not me. It's sort of like we, it's sort of like the God aspect that I am. You know, and and just sharing this story again because it was so unbelievably strange to me that I was watching this TikTok and it was talking about um, improving your psychic abilities or if you have psychic abilities and she had something under her hand and I thought of a frog and then didn't even give it a second thought and within a half an hour, 45 minutes, my daughter sends me a picture of herself holding a frog in her hand. And the little things that I create on a daily basis, like I, okay, so either we are creators or we're not. We're a victim We're victims of sort of like this haphazard chaos. And, and you know, and then <laughs> I saw something by, by um, Teal Swan, who's, she's very interesting to me. I, I, she's absolutely stunningly beautiful to begin with. She's an absolutely beautiful woman. And I get a lot of her information like on YouTube and, um, and actually she started to do TikTok. So she's been popping up on my TikTok screen and, and she was somebody that, that years ago, I watched quite a few of her YouTubes because she did a lot of YouTubes on anxiety and, and, panic attacks and and such and so I I would watch her YouTubes because and I found them helpful. She does YouTubes on like um uh love, like an attunement and um she's absolutely fascinating. I ended up uh buying one of her her books. Um and honestly I have this whole like thought around her book. Firstly, I think the cover was just completely wrong. I I don't know what the actual publishers were thinking when they put that cover on it. Um because they it should be her. Cuz I mean she's just absolutely stunningly beautiful woman. And it's not that I think she should only be known for her beauty. That's not what I'm saying. But um, it's just that if I just saw that, that if I did not know who she was and I was walking into a bookstore and I saw that cover, I would not buy that book. 
and 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 so a, a book cover is very very important and and um anyway so she um she had a, an incredibly difficult life young life she was um i think she was brought up like in a rural community in a like a sex cult kind of horridness and I I can't remember all the details of it. It could be that I blocked them out because they were so awful. And she she gets out of there. She gets rescued by a guy and she ends up living with him for about a year where she can just kind of recoup. And then the rest is history because she has completely turned this negative into a positive for the world. She's actually a, a really amazing human being. How did I get on the topic of Teal Swan? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so she was doing this TikTok about, about her, about when you really figure out that you are the creator of your life that you are the creator of your reality. And it seems like a really, really great idea at the time, but like in all actuality, it is a whole lot of responsibility. But you can't get out of it. You cannot get out of it. You are responsible. You are responsible for the things that happen in your life. I am. I am responsible for my life. And so, and so it behooves us to, to turn to the things that it is that, that we are desiring instead of the things that we are not desiring. But, and this is kind of twofold because I'm talking about like, was my intention for rain to put out that fire what put out that fire and and it's just it was just something that I was really giving a lot of thought to yesterday um it was I mean it's just such an amazing thing to actually believe that we have the power to collectively or even individually, and is one individual person able to change a situation like that? Like just little old me. I mean, my it was did my intention alone um, put out that fire by the rain, create the rain to put out the fire. Okay, so then I say, and then I know my listeners may be thinking, well, why would you think you're that powerful? But I mean, like, are we? Are we? I mean, so, so, and then one of my premises that I've talked about over and over again, so this like biblical statement that I have just, you know, spent a lot of time in my mind, you know, where Jesus said that you could say to that mountain to move and it would move. And was he talking about this, this law of intentionality, this law of creation, 
this law that we create our reality and have are immensely powerful. He actually went on to say, you will do greater things than I. And what did he do? And he actually did change the weather. He was sitting in the boat with his his disciples and he's sitting in the boat and he's sleeping and there's this storm going on and they come in and they said, you know, wake up, wake up, you know, and basically be afraid with us. <laughs> be a, be very be a very weary bear with us. <laughs> And he's like, what, are you kidding me? And he walks out and he calms the storm, demonstrating that we are the ones who are ultimately in charge, which sounds just preposterous, but I mean, like, what if it's true? And so, and so, and then... Okay, so then let's like go back to my my Trader Joe's checkout guy telling me that the energy grid is going to go out and that's when it's all going to get really fun. And me stating to him, you know, I don't want to give my attention to that. I don't want to create it by my attention to it. And then him, his little, you know, like the little, yes, but we should be prepared. Be very, very prepared. These are just all ideas that I, that I toy around with at what, probably now 4.15 in the morning. <laughs> anyway, you know, it's just. It's like so interesting, isn't it? Like, what if it's all true? You know, I don't want to really, I don't want to really um, put a lot of attention to it, but maybe I should go buy one of these portable solar panels just in case. You know, I found a lot in my life that just being prepared for it just sort of pushed something off. You know, and I don't know, maybe it just changed my energy around it so that I, you know, didn't put a lot of energy because I have that just in case. My just in case plan. (laughs) It's just also very interesting, isn't it? But anyway, I'm not really sure. Like, honestly, I've been... I've been a little all over the place because when I, when I, when my brain was like, I was so excited when I was waking up and I was like thinking, okay, what am I going to pack and what am I going to need? And, um, and I'm again, am I going to need a, you know, a U-Haul or can I just put everything in my car and how is my car going to do driving? It's about 1300 miles from where I live now. So am I going to be you know, is my car going to be okay making it all the way over there? And, um, should I get like a U-Haul with a trailer for my car? And do I need all of that? And 
Um, should I just rent a room for six months or should I rent, you know, and all these thoughts are just going through my head and whirling around. And, and then when I got to the energy grid might completely fall out from under us, it's just a dead stop. Well, I shouldn't move. I shouldn't move. I mean, I, I can't move, you know, 1300 miles from my children right? <laughs> you know, fear the ultimate joy kill, right? It's like, do I want to live like that? Like not living because I'm afraid of living? Anyway, it's just a it's just crazy how the mind works and tries to keep us safe. And is there anything that's actually ultimately safe? I mean, is there? I don't know how it would all work out, but I believe that it would. You know, even if something were to happen, it will, it will all be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I really, I really did get this idea that, that we were moving into a time on the planet where there was this possibility of heaven on earth, that, that there was a shift in consciousness a shift, I, I guess I could say a shift to a place of more unconditional love is the only way that I know how to describe it. That there's enough people on the planet who are living in, an, in a loving space that it would be the motivating factor for our lives like what would be the loving thing to do in this given moment <clears throat> and so I I aim to not be led astray by every theorist or every idea that comes to my consciousness <clears throat> There was something that Abraham Hicks said that I just really feel like rings true, and that is that we don't live by human laws. We think we do because we were raised in this paradigm, but we really don't live by human laws. <laughs> we live by the laws of science. And I argue <laughs> that God is science. I make that argument that God is science. <laughs> I drive people absolutely crazy when I get to talking sometimes. Like, how can God be science? And I say, how can God not be? That which is the building blocks to everything that is. 
How could there be a separation between God and science? And so we are ultimately in the hands of the essence of love. Everything's going to be okay, regardless of anything. (laughs) But on that note, I'm going to try to go back to sleep. (laughs) I appreciate y'all listening, and I will be back with other ideas. And that's a wrap.